0: This is the Catering Daily Podcast for Saturday, February 11th, 2017. I'm Caleb Brown. President Donald Trump this week threatened the career of an unnamed state lawmaker in Texas. The offense was attempting to end the legalized theft that is civil asset forfeiture. That lawmaker is Texas State Senator Connie Burton, who is trying to eliminate civil forfeiture in the Lone Star State. And she's very happy the issue is getting more attention. We spoke yesterday. You know, I've been telling in, anyone who will listen that uh, President Trump threatening a state lawmaker's career uh, over opposition to the currently uh, undertaken civil asset forfeiture in their own state would uh, puts that issue on the front burner in a way that it has never been on the front burner before. So in some ways, he uh, may have paid you a
1: compliment. Right. Um, I don't know if it was a... a Paid me a compliment is, is exactly the correct term. However, I am very pleased that it has pushed this issue in front of people that have never heard about it before, because those that are hearing about it now feel the same as, I'm guessing, you and, of course, myself, and that it needs to be uh, reformed.
0: So what is it about civil asset forfeiture? I agree that People, once they hear about it, first, they don't believe you're telling the truth. And then once you explain it to them, they say, well, that's awful. How do we get rid of it? Um, What is it that you want people to know about civil asset forfeiture?
1: Well, I want people to know that civil asset forfeiture is a way for um, an individual's property to not only be seized, but forfeited, which means the government can keep it. Um, without a criminal conviction. So um, they can suspect that your property has been involved in a crime and they don't have to prove, the burden of proof is not on them to prove that you are guilty. It's basically um, on you to prove that you didn't do what you are being accused of, which is exactly antithetical to our system.
0: So uh, in the transcript of the conversation that uh, President Trump had with some uh, police officers. uh, It seems that he doesn't actually know very much about what civil asset forfeiture is.
1: No. And I would venture to say he doesn't. Uh, And and it's, you know, not so much a a reflection on President Trump. I mean, a lot of people don't. Um, And unfortunately, you don't know about it until um, it happens to you. Um, And then of. Of course, those of us that deal um, in the political world and um, want to protect the rights of citizens because that's what legislators are actually elected to do, um, you hear about this and you think, my goodness, how could this even exist? Um, and so that's why we want to write this wrong.
0: The Cato Institute's a 501c3 nonprofit. We don't uh, endorse specific pieces of legislation or candidates for office. But in broad terms, what do you think ought to be done with respect to civil asset forfeiture in Texas?
1: Right. So what I want to do is um, completely abolish civil asset forfeiture um, and make it only criminal asset forfeiture. So basically what that means is you cannot have your property um, forfeited until you have a criminal conviction, and that's what I want to see. Now, there, you know, seizures are going to happen. Um, we're not touching that, but you. But what we want to make sure is that um, the government cannot keep your property unless you are um, convicted of, of a criminal, um, you or a criminal conviction, unless you have a criminal conviction.
0: Okay, so essentially, what New Mexico did in 2015.
1: Yes. I. You know, I don't I, I cannot say that I know all the specifics, but my understanding and I remember when this was going on, that that it was hailed as as a very good reform. So um, is that what it was? They took it straight straight to a criminal conviction.
0: That's right. Yeah. They eliminated civil asset forfeiture entirely.
1: Terrific. I, I remember, de- you know, looking at that, hearing about that when it was happening. But I, I couldn't really um, jog my memory as to exactly what it did. Terrific. That's that's exactly what I'd like to do.
0: So in terms of public policy fights, though, uh, civil asset forfeiture, the number one challenge is getting people to understand what it actually is, because there's uh, the reaction to it from people uh, once it's explained to them is universally uh, it's horror. (laughs) They say, I can't I can't I can't believe that this is going on.
1: That is correct. And even today I was talking to my chief of staff and. Um, He had gathered with his peers and even many of his peers um, were not familiar with it. And and these are people, you know, we're all people. And of course, there's a lot of issues out there. Right. I don't you know, it's understandable that people do not know about this issue. Right. I I get that because there's a lot of issues out there that we're not all familiar with. But that was exactly the response as well from, you know, his peers, my peers. When they do hear about it, that's exactly what we all say. How can this happen? How do we have this? And then how can we fix it?
0: What has been the response from your uh, fellow legislators in Texas to uh, hearing the president of the United States apparently joking but He was the only one in the room apparently not laughing uh, after having made this quote unquote joke about destroying the career of a state lawmaker who wants to reform what I view to be an unconscionable practice.
1: Right. Um, I think most people were quite shocked. Um, And then, of course, the follow up is he was joking. Right. So, um, you know, I'm not going to speak Um, for the others in how they finally, you know, what their reaction finally was. I think initially everybody was, was quite shocked. Um, but then people were like, okay, he was joking some, and then some, you know, remained quite upset about it. Um, you know, listen, um, I wouldn't be happy regardless of what party that president, um, represented. Um, when you say something like that as the president of the United States, that's never a good thing. Um, and so, um, I will never validate um, a statement like that. However, um, that's you know behind us right now. What I want to focus on is civil asset forfeiture and reforming it to criminal asset forfeiture.
0: How much uh, support has, does that idea have in Texas?
1: Well, you know, in Texas, so I just saw a poll um, come out on from Right on Crime. Um, and it says 88% of Texas voters, um, believe in that, you know, want this reformed. So the people are definitely behind it. And again, it goes back to what we just said, when they hear of it and hear what can happen, um, they are definitely on board for reform. The, the problem is, as you know, um, there was a time of, you know, very hardcore law and order is kind of what I call it law and order Republicans. And listen, um, in their defense, I probably might have been there at one time in my life. Um, you know, long before I was, um, politically active, but it was just kind of the prevailing wisdom out there. Right. You, 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 you know, we all kind of get sucked into things, um, without thinking logically about it. Um, and, um, so, you know, I'm not saying I was, I can just see where it came from and, you know, in law and order, it sounds great, but when you start looking at it and start seeing the details of it, um, it's unconstitutional and you cannot do, um, this kind of thing. So, however, there are still, um, those Republicans that are still very much on board with that kind of um, philosophy. So it, it just takes education. It, it 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 takes educating those to understand that you're not soft on crime. You don't have anything against. This isn't a you know uh, uh, law enforcement versus. Um, you know, legislators who want to make this reform. It's simply um, good policy to protect the rights of innocent citizens. And it's a property rights um, issue as well. So when you when you educate them and start to say, listen, this isn't soft on crime. This isn't, you know, letting the bad guys go. This is giving law enforcement, having law enforcement continue to have the tools that they need to get the bad guys while at the same time protecting the rights of innocent citizens. And and I think we can do both.
0: Police say we do good things with the money that we seize from uh, people under civil asset forfeiture. We do good work, and it helps defray from the costs of fighting crime.
1: That's, uh, you know, that sounds good, but you should never... Regardless, if you um, use money um, or resources for good or bad, if it comes from something unconstitutional, that is not, that doesn't give you the right to do it. Just because you say, hey, you know, I use (laughs) the money that we get from this to do something good. Oh, okay, then go ahead and do something unconstitutional then. I mean, that just blows my mind that that is. And I hear this all the time, right? That's the first thing that said, oh, but we use it for, um, you know, um, protective vestes, v- excuse me, vests, excuse me. Um, you know, we use it for these types of things. I'm like, well, so that gives you the right to do something unconstitutional? Absolutely not. The rights of the citizens come first. Again, elected officials are to protect the rights of their citizens. And when you begin to infringe on them, there's we've got to um, fix the system,
0: in, in some sense, has the president done you a favor by putting this issue front and center?
1: Um, absolutely. Um, we have been able to shine light on this issue, to, again, to those that don't know about it. Those that do are, you know, uh, are hoping and have been working for a long time to get it reformed. Um, but this has brought it to a level of people that have never heard about it. So it's, it, it has been wonderful in that regard. Um, again, that doesn't, um, I still would, would rather um, that kind of a statement not come out of a president of the United States mouth, but we are using it for the good, yes.
0: Connie Burton is a state senator in Texas. Subscribe to and rate this podcast at iTunes and Google Play and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.